Good afternoon. It is now Saturday afternoon. We are on episode two of the Third Wheel Podcast. I am once again Caleb, joined by my fantastic co-host, Shaps. How you doing? That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so, I was thinking on our first episode, it went really phenomenal. Now, you as a viewer may disagree, and you may actually say, Caleb, like, why are you doing this again? The first one is terrible. To that I say, I had a lot of fun. So, I'm so down for episode two. How do you feel? Uh, I was I was telling Caleb, Caleb, why are we doing this? Again? It's so terrible. <laughs> it sucked the first time. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Don't make me do it again. Yeah, um, but I enjoyed our dynamic. I hope y'all, as the viewers, agree. All four of you that are listening, because the fifth guy I talked about last week decided not to come back. So, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I'm enjoying this. I think we had a lot to talk about, and I think we still do. So I'm hoping. Sure. Yeah, I'm hoping this keeps going. And hey, send in suggestions. We would appreciate that as well. Absolutely. And then I'd, I'd love to do a Q&A. My buddy gave me some really, really inappropriate questions that I could have <laughs> addressed here on the show. Oh. So at some point on my Instagram, I'll probably ask, hey, what do y'all want to ask me anything? And sure. I'll, I might have to either PG or rate G some of the questions, but it'll still get the point across. Then we make a second podcast powered by like Patreon or something mm. where we just release a full uncut version. Yeah. You know, uh, let me put a disclaimer out there. Last week's episode was not sponsored by Pepsi, <laughs> but even though we did talk about Starry, that just, I mean, that, that just generic can looking soda that tasted okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I would love a sponsor, but I understand we're probably may never get a sponsor that's fine i don't care yeah. it's not about the money it's about having fun and i had fun last week so i'm hoping this week's podcast will also provide me lots of joy we'll see <laughs> um i think i wanted to talk about last week we just didn't get to it i wanted to talk about black adam the movie so mainly box office again i love box office i love a studio laying out their whole plan for the next 10 years and the very next movie they release flops <laughs> And that's what happened to Black Adam. Tell you what, it did not make enough money. Now, Shaps, did you see the movie yet? I have not seen okay. the movie. So we're going into this completely blind. I'm actually a DC fan, so I'm surprised I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, because I remember... So I think the last movie you and I saw together was The Suicide Squad that came out. It was either that or The Schneider Cut. I think we thought, saw The Schneider Cut. Oh, I'm talking about uh, theaters. Oh, in theaters? Yeah. Yes. No, you're right. We did watch The Schneider Cut together. Four hours of just more of what you love. You know what I mean? Dude. Uh, if you hated Justice League, then you'll hate Snyder Cut just as much. But I, I'm, I actually really like the film. Uh, I love, I love the original Justice League, not because it was good, but because it was terrible. <laughs> and then they gave me a four-hour cut on HBO Max, and I was like, "Heck yeah!" <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty good. I no, mean, yeah, Snyder Cut was was really good. It had it had a bunch of characters that were cut out and some really good sequences. And the Suicide Squad that was probably one of my favorite movies that year. So yeah, I mean, you and I went and saw it in theaters, even I, though they yeah. were going to drop out on HBO Max, but. They had like a couple days in theaters, or maybe it was a regular. I rewatched release. a couple times, and I watched all of Peacemaker. So I was Peacemaker like, was phenomenal. Well, very underrated. So good. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say underrated. I think it got all the praise I, it deserved. Oh, I, I, I don't hear anyone talk about it, but that's good to know. Well, I mean, that was over a year ago now. Sure. Um. So. Anyway. Um. Black Adam. Yeah, Black Adam. So when we saw the trailer for Black Adam, when we were watching the Suicide Squad, you're like, oh, it's got Dr. Fate in it, which Dr. Fate, if you don't know, he's the DC equivalent of Dr. Strange. More um, like superior. But yeah, superior. but you wouldn't know that based on the film because the <laughs> film did not. I'm assuming he's in there for what, 10 minutes? No, no, he's in there for the full thing and there's this whole heroic like moment for like a, not just Black Adam, but like all those Justice League characters that were in it, they they got their time to shine. Sure. Um, and you know, I'll give that the movie's credit. I thought it was balanced well. It's just like the main subject matter, the main hero, the villain, generic, generic, really? generic. It's it's your by the books. Like even the Rock. Like I love the Rock. Like mm-hmm. I think he's. I actually think he's a decent actor. Like you have to step up a bit to go from wrestling to actor. And yeah. I think he's he's got so much charisma. That did not bleed into this film at all. I mean, they, they made him serious. They said, don't smile. Don't be happy. Don't be The Rock. Be this boring character that, you know, just wasn't interesting. There's also, um, I did say earlier, I thought the movie was balanced story-wise. But there was a part where I thought the movie was over. Mm-hmm. Because um, uh, this movie came out a while ago, so nobody saw it. Um, if you're worried about spoilers, sorry, but I'm, I'm not gonna spoil that much. It's just like, um, 
there, there's a whole part that I thought was the ending where Black Adam gets imprisoned and the, the guy narrating, he's like, oh, if we need him again, we'll call him. Like, they do the generic, oh, like, oh, I can't wait for the Justice League movie. Isn't that uh, what they did with, um, what's her name, Captain Marvel? Over um, at the they, end of the movie, well, they were like... I'll be honest with you, all the Marvel movies do the same thing. They're like, well, if we need him again, we'll call him true. for that Avengers that movie true. coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this one, they had that scene where, like, well, if we need him, we'll call on him. And then the movie kept going. I was like, okay. And then he, he breaks out, and then he he beats the villain. But, like, I thought the movie was over. I was like, finally. You know, I get to <laughs> I get to walk out of this theater. And um, it kept going. Uh, and then there was a whole other plot after that. I was like, what the heck are they doing here? Is Shazam in it at all? No. Really? No. That's bold. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Now, you know the cameo at the end, right? Uh, I think what they put they put Superman Superman's yeah, it. yeah and it was Henry favorite. Cavill which <laughs> oof pour a drink uh, out from my boy here this is my uh, me pulling on my collar here yeah right yeah oh, man that little backflip you just did uh, <laughs> I wish everyone could have saw that um, I'll Henry from Cavill the was so excited <laughs> everyone who was involved in Black Adam was so excited like The Rock mm-hmm. wants to be in a superhero movie. He was talking about how the oh man like I can't wait to go toe to toe with Superman I can't wait for this I can't wait for that he wants to fight Shazam, um, and then he's talking about um, Henry Cavill he wanted to be Superman he's been fighting for to be Superman for the past five or so no like eight years yeah. like but uh, Batman v Superman time. came out a long time ago now mm-hmm. and it sucked but you know that's a whole other thing sure. And he's been fighting to stay Superman ever since, and they finally announced it. He's excited. He leaves The Witcher to be Superman, and then the following week he gets canceled. <laughs> and he's, he's not Superman anymore. To be fair, don't feel too bad about him. He gets to fulfill his dream of being a space marine. I have to. I have to respect that. What movie are you talking about? He is a huge Warhammer fan. Oh, and alleged, yeah. so he not allegedly he actually made a deal with Amazon to create a Warhammer show. Now this is the same Amazon that made that terrible Rings of Power show, right? Yes, but it's also the same Amazon that. No, you're right. I'm it's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it has to be a good show. No, no, uh, they made a couple good shows. They made the boys, and I know, I know you did want to talk about that a bit, but yeah, sidetrack. We're on Black Adam. We can get we can switch to that. Later. So yeah. That's really interesting. And here's the thing. Knowing our track record, I'm probably going to like be a little bit easier on the film whenever I get around to seeing it. Are you actually going to go watch it? Uh, not in theaters. No, I, I no, well, it's there. too late now. Yeah, it's, right now. <laughs> it's on uh, HBO that's, that's true. It's weeks, weeks later. But yeah. uh, I, I might go see it. Um, I've never been interested in Black Adam as a character, but I'm always willing to see you yeah. know, like the DC movies just to show my support. Well, I love Shazam so much because that Shazam character... Shazam was amazing. It was so good. And yeah. like, I love that... Uh, like we talked about last week with Avatar, it has that aspect of like if I saw it when I was nine mm-hmm. and I'm watching this kid become have superpowers, like that was so cool. Like they I, that, did it really well. That ignited the kid in me. It was like, man, I want to run outside and jump off a building and yell <laughs> Shazam. You know what I mean? Um, I love that movie. One hundred percent. And there's none of that here in Black Adam. Well, Zero. Different. Obviously, even from the trailers, you can tell it's a totally it's different, different tone. And like you know, tone. that's a smart thing to do because it's supposed to be a different character, the opposite mm-hmm. of Shazam. Yeah. But it just wasn't handled well. And I think you know James Gunn now being in charge, creator of Guardians of the Galaxy IP that Marvel loves to taunt and flaunt mm-hmm. around. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. He made. He's going to be taking over DC. I'm excited about that. I know everyone's mad at him for canceling all the movies that were coming out. But honestly, they've had years and years and years to make Henry Cavill Superman and to make it cool, and they didn't. Yeah. So now James Gunn comes in. He's like, okay, we're starting over. We're probably gonna scrap Aquaman, the new, the the third one. Wonder Woman's out. Like all that's done. They had they had their time to make good movies, and they just made failure <laughs> after failure. They're pumping out these big budgets for movies that were not gonna make that money back. Oh, I think. Oh, I see. I liked a lot of them though. I did so, too. Shazam was great. I actually really liked Wonder Woman, the first one. Uh, and what was the other one? Um, Aquaman, I hear, was really good. I never Aquaman was really it. good. It was <laughs> then, very enjoyable. Oh, there was one other one I really liked. Um, well, there's uh, I know you like the Snyder Cut, and I liked it too. I did like the um, Snyder I, Cut. I was joking earlier. I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But um, we're talking about well, let's see, Shazam. We talked about that. You like Shazam? Yeah, unless I'm yeah, unless I'm like that's all of them. I'm pretty sure I liked one more, but yeah, I was a fan like of what DC eventually turned into. I mean, it's still a conglomerate of just a bunch of ideas that don't make sense. You know, when you put it all together, but singly like by themselves, I think they did pretty well. Well, I'm glad to hear that he's at least throwing some fresh paint at it. Like, yeah, it needs, you have to at this point, it needs one mind, you know, like, 
they, they, the Justice League is such an interesting concept, and you know, it obviously it's just oh, it's just a copy of Marvel, right? But no, like these characters are different. Yeah, like absolutely. it's not like they're just carbon copies, you know, right. of each other. Like the Batman problem is, is so Brothers, much different than Iron Man, you know. Yeah, Warner Brothers tried to make it like Marvel. Yeah, they tried exactly. to limit these characters what they could have been to follow the Marvel formula. <laughs> That's been talked about to death. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's not really the aim of this one. I want to talk about the box office because sure. this movie did not make its money back. And The I Rock has been on Instagram like, oh, you know, box office numbers don't matter. You're so full of crap, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> All the studio cares about is making money. I don't and, know why he's such in a rough about it. Like, he's going to be in every movie ever from now on. Yeah. He always has been. He always will. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember that Hercules movie that came out in 2014. Oh, my god. I went to see it just for him. Because, oh, like, my gosh. Was dude. the movie good? No. But <laughs> but he was good in it. Gosh darn it. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, niblets. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel bad for everyone involved in that because Henry Cavill's been wanting to stay Superman. He's such a wholesome person. <laughs> he is. Like, that, that whole interview where, like, are you a Xbox or PlayStation fan? Oh, uh, PC. You know, like, bro, he's like, such a cool guy. So, yeah. He's one of us. <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah, he's like the, um, what's his name? Uh, he, almost like a, um, almost like a Paul Rudd, almost, or just super, yeah. super relatable. Oh, like, yeah. Um, honestly, they just need to scoop up all those actors and bring them over to Marvel. Um, they've been talking, it's probably just rumor, but they've been mm-hmm. talking about Lobo, making a Lobo movie and just having Jason Momoa play Lobo. You know, that'd be kind of... Okay, I can yeah. see that. I mean, like, you know, keep the actors, at least mm-hmm. some of them. You know, they don't have to be the Oh my most... god, he'd be great Lobo. Oh that's yeah, a, that's a, bro. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I don't even look... I don't. Even, I haven't even read a Lobo comic, but he looks just like him. And like, and like the video games Lobo's in, mm-hmm. like, I mean... It, I see Jason Momoa as I look at Lobo. So, anyway. So, box records, how does that compare to, say, what's like the biggest DC flop or singular oh, DC flop? Justice League. No, no, no. Like the theatrical individual that's about one hero. Um, Standard. Oh, sorry. Standalone. I want to say Wonder Woman 2, which, you know, that's not oh, the official title. Sure. But oh. that, that came out during COVID because yeah. the movie was delayed several times. And then when they were finally going to release it, COVID happened. And then they kept pushing it back until eventually they said, we're just going to put it on HBO Max. Sure. By the time all the money was spent and then, you know, theaters aren't open. So. Yeah. Same thing happened with Black Widow, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that led to a whole thing that pissed me off right. where she was suing them, but they resolved it. So. <laughs> Thank you. So, wow. So, could this be, like, the biggest DC flop? Like, standalone DC flop? Like, Talking about Black Adam? Yeah, Black Adam. No, Adel. it's just a clear-cut example of, like, the studio not getting their stuff together. Mm-hmm. Announcing all these movies that are not going to happen now. Like, it's just... Sure. They, I talked about it last week. It was... They list out... They lay out their whole slate. Mm. But the, the first movie on that slate... If it fails or succeeds, that'll determine whether the rest of the slate goes forward. Mm-hmm. So it pisses me off when they list like a 10-movie plan, but that whole plan is is dependent on the very next movie doing well. And so that very next movie doesn't do well, so that whole slate gets thrown out. Sure. Um, and that's what happened here. Like, not only did they throw out the slate, but like everyone got fired. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think The Rock will come back as Black Adam for mm-hmm. Shazam. I think Shazam's still going to be fine, but we'll see. Is James Gunn continuing Shazam? Uh, according to Zachary Levi, yes. Okay. Zachary Levi said, we're all good. He likes... I mean, that movie already fit in like a James Gunn type universe. I feel like because they never actually show Superman's face, so literally no. he could just insert right. him right in. I think Dwayne will stay Black Adam because they got to fight Shazam eventually. But, right. I mean... They did this whole thing, like I said, they just laid it all out, and then the very next movie on that slate failed. Now they got to cancel the whole slate. Right. All the actors are being replaced. Mm. Gal Gadot's not, um, or I'm sorry, Gal Gadot. She's no longer Wonder Woman. They're talking Aquaman's up in the air. Henry Cavill's not Superman anymore. Uh, I mean, Batman's been through the ringer. My gosh. Oh, oh, you're, that movie you were trying to think of earlier, was that the Batman or the Joker, one of those? No, because those were great. Yeah, those were phenomenal. Well, yeah, but I guess, yeah, you're right. Joker was what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal movie. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah. So, like, okay, I just want, like, my biggest wish, you know, is that sometime in my life I get a great Justice League movie with all the characters who had their yeah. own movie. Like, kind of like what Marvel did, but something unique with it. I think James Gunn is, is the right guy to do it. Um... He's really good when you don't have him on a leash. I've come to find out. Um, I don't know if I've seen any of his bad work though, so I don't know how he is when he's like not on his game. But wait, wait, wait. you say James Gunn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you one: Scooby Doo. 
both Scooby Doo films were oh, written that's by. That's right. Yeah, James Gunn wrote Scooby Doo One so and Scooby Doo right. Two. Um, uh, uh, you know, to be I honest, told you he was on a leash. He couldn't. Yeah, he literally, couldn't get the dog. If it was, was on a rated. It yeah. would have been great. <laughs> you know, I'd be, I'll be honest with you. I really loved the Scooby Doo movies. Like, really? I remember, I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved them. I saw the first one was a kid, but I didn't see the other one. Well, the second one actually was more of what the fans wanted. It had all the classic characters oh, in yeah. it, like the minor 49er. He's in it. <laughs> um, that was pretty cool. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, are they good? No. But, sure. I'll tell you what. I love those movies so much that when those came out in the in theaters, mind you, like <laughs> that's back when crap was just yes, every so bad. Like oh my gosh, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Like they had they had charm to them. Like it was definitely James Gunn movies. Sure. Not he didn't have the budget to work with. He didn't have the talent to work with. Um, I don't th- I don't even think he was fully talented yet. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely James Gunn movie James Gunn films like yeah. both of them. But I love those movies. But if you're talking about work that's no good, like that's that would be that's considered probably, yeah. that'd be considered one of them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, um, Peacemaker was a very good time for him to show the flaws in his writing, and he was still really good. You know, no, I mean? for real, like just something about his style, I really, really connect yeah. with. He loves his classic music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. The, the way he uses music is my favorite part about him, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he like writes. He actually writes that into his scenes, which is yeah. really cool. Like he knows exactly what the song's gonna be. Um, and that's just really cool. And then, like, not everything is super dark and gritty. And yeah. I think people grew out of that style really quick when DC just did only that. Mm-hmm. And now they flipped. Marvel's starting to do more uh, dark and gritty, while DC is doing more colorful stuff yeah. and more lighthearted. Not like, okay, Marvel can get carried away with their humor. Obviously, we all know that. But, like, DC, had, at least with James Gunn stuff, like, it's fun kind of like an in between, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, interesting box office story about the joker the joker movie played by what's his name again i forgot joaquin phoenix joaquin yeah joaquin phoenix fantastic actor Mm -hmm. but funny story so that movie went on to make a billion dollars again this blows my mind not because i didn't like it i loved it sure um but dc had no faith in that movie so what they did i think the budget was (laughs) yeah i think the budget was like 30 million dollars which is really low for a superhero movie so so the the director he's like okay this is what i got this is what i gotta work with i'm I'm willing to bet 20 million of that went to joaquin phoenix but uh, what ended up happening was because dc had no faith in the movie Mm. um they outsourced the budget to like I, it was two or three other studios. Mm. So they the, those tiny studios, what they ended up doing was they put most of the money in the budget. And I have to look up how much it was, but it was a good portion. I think like sixty or seventy percent of the movie's budget went toward came from those small studios, not mm. Warner Brothers. And um, the deal was they get most of the cut of what the movie makes. Mm-hmm. So the movie made a billion dollars. And it blew Warner Brothers' expectations out the water. So those tiny studios that put forth most of the money got yeah. most of that profit. That's crazy. And I was like, I was like, DC, y'all are so stupid. Like, <laughs> no, Joker's what, like tip, the most marketable character. What tipped me off that it was going to be good was probably because Walking Phoenix himself, like he, if you read yeah. kind of what he thought about the movie prior, he's like he only accepts roles that he believes yeah. in or knows are going to be really, really good. Yeah, just like uh, I remember during that time, I was wa- I, I was looking at box office every day, looking at like mm-hmm. DC's reaction and everything. Batman v Superman came out, didn't make a billion dollars. It made close to it, yeah. but they wanted a billion dollars. So when it made $800 million, well, it was so low. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they flipped out. They started reshooting all the movies that were made. Um, and then they started canceling stuff. They started blah, 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 blah. Fire, yeah. I don't care what Zack Snyder says, they fired him. Like, I, I know he had a tragedy, but the tragedy happened way before Justice League was in production. Mm. Um, and he stepped, I'm putting air quotes here, he steps down for a family tragedy. Sucks, yeah. tragedy was terrible, but I do not believe for one second that he stepped down. I, I do believe they fired him. Yeah, most, most likely. And um, so anyway, that killed their faith in Joker. And so then they're like, okay, well, we can't spend all this, $30 million is nothing. Yeah. They're like, oh, we can't spend all this money. I'm sorry, it's nothing in regards to how movies are made. Like that's when we're talking about a movie's budget, thirty million is really low. I don't have thirty million dollars to throw at something, so I can't. Say. I do. I just choose not to. Yeah, do yeah, yeah. There's uh, I, I put all that money into the studio we're in. I made a house of dollar bills. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so 
Yeah, it, I, I'm just watching them and how um, the movie made a billion dollars, and it's like when it when it crossed the billion dollar mark, that's when that story came out. Like, yeah, they actually outsourced that whole budget, and they had to give like sixty or seventy percent away to these other tiny companies. That's crazy. And they they didn't they barely profited off of it. Long ass question: What do you think? It's very broad. Uh, makes a successful I like broads film. You know, like you know. From like a viewer's perspective, not necessarily a critic perspective, but like a viewer perspective, what do you think is success? Um, so there's a really good video by Red Letter Media. Mm. It came out a long time ago, like 2016 or 17. They talk about how um, a movie's budget, there's the actual budget to make the movie and mm. then times two for marketing. Mm. So you, you get a movie like Batman v Superman, $250 million budget times two for marketing so that's like 500 million so yeah. they, they were expecting a billion dollars so to me it's successful on like a personal level you know like if you can get like a whole bunch of people behind something um to me that's a success here's a good example mm-hmm. you got morbius uh flops right yeah. it, it flopped hard like and it sucked yeah, yeah. but it kind of developed a cult, a cult following over time for the memes because the movie was so bad that everyone mm-hmm. was joking about how air quotes great it was like this right. is a great movie like oh it's so you know it's so good and then someone um, was like we can profit from that exactly so it flopped twice it's a failure it's mm-hmm. a failed movie now it has a cult following now it's still i still wouldn't say successful so for me i would say obviously if it makes money real world terms it, yeah. it would be successful successful yes for me though i like to think of it um did the movie succeed with what it was trying to do sure did the message make sense to hit home? Like, yeah. did everything work together? There's a lot of movies that just don't get exposure. Right. Ever. And That's they're right. great films. That's right. And just because they don't make money doesn't mean they're not successful in my eyes. Because, like, honestly, they're great. You know, a great example for me um, is a movie called Hero, which is, I'm going to say, the most underrated film ever. Fantastic film. It's about the unification of China basically like a historic you know ancient chinese warfare and um like one of the most some of the most creative imagery i've ever seen choreography was amazing kind of james gunn like production style um it was absolutely fantastic and i was like again one of the best movies i've ever seen and no one knows what it is it's on net it's been on netflix for like years yeah, and years, I years. Say, but, like, i've never heard of it yeah, exactly. some people have but like eventually you'll find someone and then, and then if you find someone they like oh yeah that was a great movie yeah so like but it, it didn't get a you know great amount of exposure at mm. least not in america in china it may have but like i just don't like I, it's such a cop-out i think to rate movies by six or just by financial success yeah that's true but what about like the emotional part you know what about the uh non-satirical side yeah to me like I really respect it when a director slash writer can create the film they want. It could be a terrible film by my standards or just a film I don't agree with. But as long as they can make it their own yeah. and like suits don't get involved, like James Cameron, like obviously he's probably gone way over budget most of the time or like yeah. years and years and years and years of production. It's a nightmare when you're a production studio to go that long without releasing a film. But he got to do what he wanted. And to me, that's just almost like inspiring. Like, for instance, sure. I, have, I have the same opinion about George Lucas. I was going to ask you, I, you read my mind. I was going to say, so with your definition of success, yeah. how do you feel about the prequels? Then? Prequels, I think, are... Let's not get into the quality of the film. Let's just talk <laughs> I about I think as a cultural success, success yeah. it took a while. Yeah. But it eventually got there because people started to realize what he originally wanted to do. I'm not saying he's a genius for everything makes sense a lot of things were stupid yeah, he's a genius before let, let's get yeah let's get that let's establish that there's a lot of stupid let's not things talk about did. the prequels i don't think films. he's a great i don't think he writes dialogue very well at all right um i say he's a great writer i think he's a good world builder yeah great at world building and philosophy he's yeah. really good at that mm-hmm. stuff when it comes to dialogue and execution he's he falls on the flat right so but with that out to, the way yeah yeah. But I have to respect, and this is like the reason, like George Lucas is the reason for this. He made the movies he wanted from beginning to end. Like right. four, five, and six, even more so, people kind of got in the way of that. One, two, and three, he made pretty much himself. I think right. some people like took credit for certain aspects, but for the yeah. most part, all those really stupid decisions or like the really silly ones, the wacky ones that everyone loves now, was all him. And, and he you, got and to tell the story. Vision. He got, exactly. It was his vision. He got to tell the story from front to end. Or, yeah. 
And I respect that. I, I do too. And then too. you look at the I've sequel films where that. it's nothing but suits. Yeah. So right. to me, yeah, cultural success is almost as important as financial success. Obviously not when it comes to your job, but like yeah, when I you're mean, making a f- footprint, you know, in right. culture, I would rather be remembered, you know, than something that's making a lot of money. I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. The uh, like, especially when Kenobi came out, sure, yeah, um, people started going back and saying, like, man, the prequels weren't that bad. Like, we got, <laughs> we got, like, everyone who's hating on Hayden Christensen now is praising him because of how he did Darth Vader and Anakin again. Like, it, everyone for whatever reason forgot how the prequels were as films. Well, then, like, and then started liking them. <laughs> I think Clone Wars had a big deal with, or had, a, uh, yeah, you're probably right. Too. So much to deal with it, and it was Dave Filoni, again, yeah. one of those people who respected George even during the prequel era. And he showed a lot of people, hey, like, there's actually a lot of good stuff here. No, there's not. No, no, there really is. And George Lucas actually had a good amount to do with Clone Wars. Like, he was right next to Dave Filoni mentoring him, uh, which is just, it's really cool how they built this legacy together. And now it's extending to Mandalorian from the same people who did Clone Wars, you know. Has a hand in it and Favreau, you know, but like... From that same legacy. And now there's referencing stuff from Clone Wars in Mandalorian. There's characters in there now. Yeah. And that all started from the prequels. Like, right. There was, some, there was a gold mine there. I agree. Like, uh, I mean, if we're talking the prequels on their own, like, I actually, do I like him as movies? No. But they, they laid a very good groundwork or framework, whatever you want to call again, it. Again, he's a great world builder. Right. And that's just amazing to For me. For all these really as cool As far ideas. as the films go, I only like the third one, really. I right. think the third one is actually a good film. I will say that. Uh, Anakin, you've changed. The acting obviously <laughs> needs some work, but to be f- like literally, I loved it as a kid. That was my favorite uh, Star Wars movie. You're so beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> and uh, even to this it's day, only I still I'm think so it's a in good love. Film. No, it's because I'm so in love with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> well, you, get the, you get the script over there? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so quotable. What's that? A jar of sand? <laughs> <laughs> What's that in the sand over there? Is that the script? <laughs> That's why you didn't touch it. No, no. So, but yeah, that's my little Star yeah. Wars rant. But it's it goes back to cultural success. Like mm. there are people who are diehard fans of the prequels now yeah. that weren't before because a lot of people got behind it and said, "Hey, there's actually some good stuff here." Right. Let's just focus more on it. Um, and now, again, everyone's seen Mandalorian. Everyone loves Mandalorian. So, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I'm yeah. Excited for the. Let's go season. back to uh, to go back to like you know. DC. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, God, we got sidetracked. Yeah. Oh, my God, so, it's been 85 minutes already. DC, <laughs> DC versus Marvel. I mean, like, even Marvel. Yeah. You know, I don't love every Marvel film. And no, not every Marvel not, Especially done, not recently. Yeah. Every, not every Marvel has done great. But, like, there's some people who, I mean, mostly younger people, uh, but will just watch every single one and love every single one of them. Right. I, I can't deny that. Like, even if it didn't do very well, I'm pretty sure there's some people who loved Black Widow, for instance, who absolutely cherished it i haven't met one but sure <laughs> but sure let's go with that you know you know yeah. there's people out there I'm sure. and i'm like you know i have to like give some respect to that now again marvel's a little bit more cut and dry suit action so it's not one mind going behind everything that's why i'm excited about james gunn I'm trying to get to the point james gunn i'm very excited about yeah yes he has executives to answer to but i like it being behind one vision mm-hmm. you know and you know excuse me kevin feige Mm-hmm. Um, he's the head of Marvel, you know, yeah. like it, and it's been clear when Ant-Man came out, mm-hmm. um, everything before Ant-Man was run through a committee yeah, yeah. and whenever Ant-Man came out, um, that's when the committee was dissolved and it was all Kevin Feige in charge of it. And when there was a clear difference when he was in oh, yeah. charge, cause uh, the age of Ultron was such a generic, you could tell there was big wigs oh, yeah. messing with the movie. But then when Kevin Feige took over for good, that's when the movies really, I thought, just started getting so creative. Ant-Man was my favorite Marvel movie, actually. Yeah. It's a, it's the smallest one. Ah, get it. Uh, but, uh, uh, but legit- also the smallest profits. <laughs> <laughs> but legitimately, like, and then there again, smallest profits, right? Yep. But it was my favorite of the Marvel movies. Sure, so, sure. like, it did, what it, had to, it did what it had to do. I don't think it was a bad film. It was funny. It I, was I liked it a lot. Action-packed. Like, it was, con- it was small. But like it was contained, yeah, it was yeah, focused, yeah, yeah. you know. That's what I, I love box office guys. Sorry, I know that was a whole thirty minute talk about that, but I like. I mean, heck, I, I could do it forever. I I'm love sure, box yeah. office. Speaking of that, though, while we're on the subject of movie universes and fighting Marvel, Sony Spider Verse, dude. Like I already talked about Morbius. That movie sucked. I was so <laughs> bored. I fell asleep. I don't normally fall asleep during movies, but that I was working night shift at the time and I was so tired. Yeah. But um. 
Yeah, that movie was terrible, and they're coming out with Craven the Hunter. Now, last I checked, Craven the Hunter in the comics, he he's hunting like animals, like he mm-hmm. he's a Spider Man villain. Uh, and they're trying to build the universe on Spider Man villains over at Sony. They let Marvel use the Spider Man character, and they let him use the villains, but they they are also trying to build their own universe. You got the Venom movies, Morbius, Craven the Hunter coming out. Mm-hmm. Well. What I was reading was Craven's supposed to be like a vegan or like he's like an animal protector. I was like, you already got the fundamental aspect of the character <laughs> wrong. 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 You know, uh, sorry if I yelled into it, but I'll fix it later. But um, yeah, I was like, dude, like, what are we doing? Like, Morbius sucked. Right, well, Venom, I, I, mean, I, I get it. Sony, from a comedy perspective, will never give up their yeah. IPs. Like, why would they ever give up the only thing that's... Well, keep them relevant in the superhero world but originally like, they they made an offer when i was reading uh the third before uh no way home came out yeah they offered like we'll give you back spider-man for like four billion dollars and i was like yeah, i mean there's just no way like for one character um i no. think they should have done it to be honest oh i'm with you like literally put this to bed forever yeah. like the fact that remember that i forgot what year came or happened but when Sony pulled Spider-Man for like two weeks <laughs> and let like Disney kind of just like yep. sweat it out, mm-hmm. like that was crazy. That like, was. No one's ever made Disney do that before, at right. least not recently. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember that? How do you do that? They pull it off because it's the only freaking card in their deck that they're like, oh yeah, this is gonna win. And I remember when that happened. I was sitting on the toilet and I was like, no, <laughs> no, please. My 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 pleasant morning ritual turned into hatred and and pain. I, heard. Oh, I was in pain that day. That was crazy. Um, Poor yeah. little Tom Holland didn't know if he had a job or not. Yeah. Oh, he had a job. There's no <laughs> way they would have redone it. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, honestly, I think the more movies that flop from Sony's side, I think the less... They'll be in a worse position to negotiate with Marvel. Because if, sure. they, if they're going to keep pumping out Morbius-level trash... And then they're gonna be like, oh, Marvel, um, you know, here <laughs> we've laid our cards out. You know, you better How give us. How did Spider Verse do? Spider Verse did really well. Yeah, really well. You know, they, they're splitting the next movie into two parts, so oh, really? I think I they're doing pretty well. Um, yeah, to be honest, honestly. Yeah, so Spider Verse did really well, but that that's it. Like in the past couple of years, like the Amazing Spider Man Two was terrible, sure, and it failed. Um, and then Morbius, the, the Venom movies are doing okay, but I think the second one didn't make as much as mm-hmm. the first one. So it's already kind of dripping down as far as box office is concerned. Um, I, you know, the, the more terrible films they pump out, the easier it'll be for Marvel to buy Spider-Man back from them. So mm-hmm. if they're trying to, if Sony's trying to hold on to the Spider-Man IP to make their own universe and they just keep making failure after failure, they're going to be in a lot less position to strong arm Marvel, you know. So, yeah. Marvel Studios. So, so slightly changes the subject. I think this is okay if we just keep it like a movie, honestly, talk uh, episode because I'm getting really. Inter- There's sure. a lot of depth here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to know. I think you told me before. What's your opinion on the Dune movie? It's okay. Okay. I haven't read the book. Mm-hmm. I, I'm t- my, I, I had a good conversation with a buddy of mine from college. Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, dude, the, the Dune book's phenomenal. And sure. he said, like, from that perspective of reading, reading the book, he's like, the movie was so boring. That's what he said. I thought okay. it was fine. It, it's been compared to Lord of the Rings and Spade or whatever. So, like, yeah. And I, I mean, I wasn't getting Lord of the Rings vibes. I was getting, like, epic vibes where it was clearly based on a big world. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't... I, I wasn't nowhere near as invested as I would have been in a Tolkien. I feel like IP. that was just the most successful manipulation ploy ever. Like, uh, everyone I talked to about that movie was like, this was incredible. Even my sister, who hates sci fi, or just doesn't really like sci fi, loved this film. And I'm like, okay, well, it better be good. So, me and my friend, we bought, you know, bought tickets. I never, I rarely got to the movies, made a big deal about it. And I was like, I've never felt like I've wasted money before at a movie, but like, <laughs> I can't stand to do a movie. I cannot stand yeah. it. I mean, I, I don't disagree. Like, I I liked it, but it it didn't well, blow I, me away. No, I didn't like it. Yeah. So like, no, I, I feel like yeah. the contrast to last week, last week's episode. Yeah, honestly, yeah, no, 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 complete opposite. Like, the choreography was bad. The effects were whatever. And but okay, the he lo- the director whoever freaking has like a sorry fetish for freaking um premonition like the foreshadowing scenes like just showing scenes of the next movie like you like that because it's the entire freaking film <laughs> like i don't know what that what people like about it 
That's why I don't know. They're like, no, it's the coolest thing ever. You know, it really, uh, it's like Star Wars. I'm like, no, it's not. It's it's a big you know desert. What? what a hypocrite. What because a hypocrite. I... <laughs> no, no, no. Avatar no, 2 like... has the same problem. No, no, no. This is people <laughs> There's literally a, a scene desert. where a character asks, like, hey, character, uh, what's my purpose? And then she gets sucked away into the next film. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. Literally, though. Okay, so they're just, okay, after probably the first half an hour, 40 minutes, it looks like it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Then, like, the main characters get booted out of their house, and then they're walking in desert for the rest of the two uh, and a half so, of the uh, Sorry, uh, minor spoiler disclaimer. They're um, just, I don't freaking care. I'm kidding. I'm I don't like freaking care. Yeah. Don't go see this movie. Don't give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> they're just walking in desert. And then, like, every scene, every scene, this character, the main character, he has the power to see in the future, I guess. They don't explain it. He can just see in the future, and he always just sees this one girl doing something, and that's it. And they do it, like, 30 times in the film. I know. I'm just like, what is going on? When does the film start? And then at the very end, <laughs> credits. You know, I'm like, really? Yeah. As soon as it starts getting interesting, I'm like, what a big manipulation. They just want to sell the next film. Like, I don't get it. Why didn't they make this film itself? Well, I'm willing to bet because the the flash forwards were. I, I'm willing. To, I haven't read the book, but I'm willing to bet that it was very similar in the book. Sure. The book is probably a bunch of flash forwards and premonitions and mm. and visions of what's going to come later. Sure. That probably just doesn't transfer well into a movie. Now I don't know. Like I said, I haven't read the book, but so, I yeah. I'm, I could say like. Um, if I read it, there's probably all that stuff that you don't like in the movie. I apologize if I didn't sound very intelligent with my arguments more. Yeah, right. I was just like, oh, this is stupid, this is stupid. I didn't yeah. get it. But I was just so angry with it. I understand. Um, and then I came mean. out of the movie and we both had the same opinion, me and my friend. And we're like, are, yeah. we, the, are we by ourselves on this? I'm, I don't get what people like. If you yeah. like it, please explain to me why. <laughs> right. I need a reason um, to like this. <laughs> I didn't like it like it in the fact that, like, man, I cannot wait for the next movie. I was like, well, you know. Because, I, I, like you, I had it built up to me from yeah, a bunch exactly. of people that don't know how a good movie works. Right. <laughs> and then um, I come out. I was like, you know, I mean, I didn't hate it. like it wasn't, But it wasn't like, I thought it was competent. That, like, sure. I, that was a movie, you know. And then I walked out. Thinking like, wow, Explosive they're gonna make two more of these, like, <laughs> you know. So okay, I love my dad, but he he walked out. No, I asked him, hey, did you see the new Dune? He's like, yeah. no, absolutely not, because I like the original better. I was like, dad, <laughs> the original was like it was still based on the book, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And and it's not considered a faithful adaptation, mm. you know what I mean, of of the book. I sure. said that the new one's based on the book, right. like you know. I was like, I don't know what you're holding on to here. <laughs> anyway, that was, that, was, that was so interesting to me. I'm going to say dumb. That was dumb to me. I didn't like that perspective. Like, no, sure. I, I'm an no, original. You should give everything a chance. <laughs> wait for the second one. He, he looks great. I can wait. <laughs> I've been waiting. Jason Manoa. Oh, he, oh, well, that was wasted. Oh, yeah, he was in it, he, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Actually, I think he was the only character that I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, guess what? He's gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did like Dave Bautista. That's because I like him in general. We need... I want every wrestler... Every who, wrestler deserves yeah, some... Yeah, absolutely. Role. I think every wrestler who thinks they can act, give it a try. I'm surprised um, Undertaker hasn't been in anything, honestly. Yeah, but maybe he has no interest in it. I mean that's that's, really, true. that's the only thing I can think of. Maybe he just doesn't want to act. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, oh, I did want to bring up since we we're talking about Craven the Hunter, um, mm-hmm. Russell Crowe's going to be in it. And if you think about it, he's going to be playing a crow. And that's the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't join us uh, next that week. Was, that, was, that was my favorite hour. <laughs> Full humor. No. Um, okay, Russell Crowe is going to be in. Craven the Hunter, and now think about this real quick. Okay. Russell Crowe. Every failed universe that's come out has had Russell Crowe in it. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, D- right. DC, right? He's in Batman v Superman. He plays Superman's dad. Yeah. Movie sucked. Failed universe. They've been recovering the past eight years trying <laughs> to fix that. The Dark Universe. The Mummy. Yep. Who plays Dr. Jekyll? Oh my gosh. That's right, Russell Crowe. And so Russell Crowe's the character that's supposed to be Nick Fury, and he's like, hey, we're going to get the monster, the, we're going to get the Avengers together, I mean the monsters together to form a team. And movie flopped. Now, Craven the Hunter, it's a, it's it's the exact same movie where they're trying to build a universe, they're trying to establish an Avengers-style team here. Russell Crowe's in it. And every, like, it's just like, it's the same exact signs you of failure. You gotta wonder if people notice that. Like... We notice it, but like, do people notice it? You know. Well, I would consider myself a person, and I noticed it. So yes. <laughs> like when we're well, I mean, like when you're when you're you know putting together a cast. Yeah. 
I get it, you know, like you don't know exact. rarely do you know exactly who's going to fill the role. At least, you know, um, supporting cast, I mean, mm. from the very beginning. You really don't know, but it's like, I guess he's just very available. Well, I mean, he used to be like... If he's you a decent of, actor, you know... He's still writing on the success of Gladiator. Right. For for whatever reason now, he's like... I mean, that, don't get me wrong, good movie, made him a big star... He looks nothing like that now. He's fat. He's yeah. old. Like he, and then um, what was the other stuff? Master and Commander. He's been in a lot of good stuff when he was younger and thinner, and now it's like um, for whatever reason these launchpad movies that are supposed to launch a new universe. He's in it, and then it flops. So it's just like I don't know, I don't know what they're doing here. I guess he 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 just wants a paycheck. Like again, he's probably he's very well trained actor who's just on the market right now course walking phoenix was in the same movie and he's actually not in a whole lot well walking phoenix is different because like he he's very selective and yes. he he takes every role super seriously yeah. like you know like you saw a skinny he got for joker like oh my oh, yeah. gosh ridiculous right um yeah that's the difference i guess it's yeah. kind of like how just i guess kind of how like the rock is available for every film ever or like you know he just likes being in movies i don't true, think he even yeah. cares about what role mm-hmm um, I don't even know if he cares that much about being the star or something. Like, I, I think he does, obviously. Like, he, he really wanted to be Black Adam. He was so excited. But if I'm being honest, I think he just loves being in movies. And I think he just, he yeah, always I just can't wants really, to say yes. Yeah, I can't really think of a good film, actually, besides Gladiator that Russell Crowe has been in. I mean, right. obviously there are. but No, no, there's plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. The, like, what comes to mind immediately? No, I just think of all the garbage, honestly. But, yeah. Or the Noah movie? Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, Russell Crowe was in that last Thor movie, and he wasn't that great in it. Um, Speaking of... Oh, we didn't talk about that, actually. The Thor movie. The fourth one? Love and Thunder. It came out in July. That's why we haven't talked about it. This (laughs) podcast didn't exist. (laughs) I mean, like, up until this point, I'm surprised it didn't come into conversation. Because it was just a movie that came out. Like, there was nothing to talk about. I was disappointed. Because the the third Thor, Taika Waititi, director, fantastic director. Like, he's directed some really good stuff. And then... Thor 4 came out. I don't know what the deal is with their most recent Marvel movies post-Avengers Endgame, but like, they've been four, so disappointing. Yeah. You know, and I'm hoping this new Ant-Man coming out next month, Phase 5, I'm hoping it blows me away. Um, but we'll, we'll see. But um, it was so, it was, it just wasn't that good. Like, it had the same writing style, but it wasn't that interesting. I was kind of bored. Well, I heard they went, I didn't actually see it, I heard they went way too far on, like, the humor aspect, and I just kind of lost interest. Well, um, all the Marvel movies do that, mm-hmm. but this one, the jokes weren't funny. Yeah, oh, gotcha. That's the thing. Like, I'm okay with leaning into the humor because that's what made Thor interesting again. Mm-hmm. Was uh, they took the guy that was super serious, super boring, no charisma. Yeah. And he, they flipped it and they made uh, Chris Hemsworth. Like now, now nobody wants him to recast. They don't ever want people to recast Thor. Right. You know, it just like flipped the whole franchise, made it interesting, made it fun. Like, and then. The fourth one, I don't know what happened. Like it had this, it was it was the same type of movie with the humor and, yeah. but the, the jokes were just they just weren't that funny. Mm. Um, and then they kept leaning into these jokes that were like not funny. You know, uh, I'm I'm okay with that style because it worked. It worked with Thor three, mm. and then you get to Thor four, and I it's just I don't know what he was doing. Like I I don't know if he got too confident in his jokes. Like oh they're gonna love this as he's writing the script, <laughs> and it just didn't work. So, Man. yeah. Um, Wow, that was a whole 47 minutes of talking about movies. <laughs> this episode's working itself out. I love it. <laughs> so, it's I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on the movie industry right now? No, nah, it's shift gears. I'd say box office, I could go on forever, sure. like, honestly. Um, yeah, Craven the Hunter, Black Adam. I think they're going to fail. Oh, Black Adam failed. I think Craven's going to fail as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's even going to be a good movie. I think it's going to be super generic. Even if it's not Morbius level bad, yeah. I think it's going to not be that good. So, talking about money though, uh, Party City, bro, like they filed for bankruptcy. So, I heard about that. Here's my opinion on it. Haven't they like always been bankrupt? <laughs> like, I don't know, because you get stuff like Radio Shack. Well, I mean, like... Radio Shack went out of business. <laughs> what I mean is more, not like quite literal, but like... Every single time I've ever walked into Party City, I'm like... This is like... What is this? Is this a warehouse <laughs> that they just opened up to the public? Look, like, it always felt like it was just... You can go to any Party city. city. Any Party City. Maybe they only peak during Halloween. 
but you go to any yes. party city and can put together a fantastic costume right before a party. Dude, it feels I feel dirty going into them. Really? To party city. Oh yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like legitimately, I don't know how they've gotten away with it for so long. <laughs> It's so weird. <laughs> what do you mean? No, no, it's like, you know, like, okay, for instance, I know I'm like really going off on a weird tangent, but like, Walmart. Yeah, this is why we brought this up. <laughs> Walmart, Walmart, you walk into a Walmart, you know, and like, you can tell it's a Walmart. Yeah. Um, it has a very distinctive look and it's very clean, typically. Believe it or not, nowadays, like, it actually is more than like Target. Very red, vibrant, it feels warm, um, also very clean. Party City disgusting i don't know why but it always just felt like it like a torn down warehouse and full of like these cheap cheap costumes you know you can probably get on amazon um hey and you know like, you touched on it i think um it's another example of amazon just killing oh, shit, another yeah. business well, that's what it is yeah straight up killing uh, another franchise i always yeah and then just like i don't know i've never had like happy staff it's always been just <laughs> You know, that is important, but honestly, if you need something, you're going to buy from a place regardless of how you're treated, I think. If there's a need for something you're looking for, I mean, if they talk to you like trash, you're still going to buy whatever I suppose that's accurate. Yeah, it doesn't matter. if you Sure. Need. So, um, not this past Halloween, but the one before, I had a really bomb Halloween party. It was awesome. Mm. And um, my buddy... So that's when the Loki show had just come out. And if y'all aren't familiar, the Loki show has got, like, variants, so... Um, the, the idea of a variant is like in other universes there's a weird version of Loki running around so my buddy we went to Party City he grabbed this random Viking hat he grabbed uh, a cloak that wasn't even matching the hat he bought this little sign that you see prisoners hold up that says like inmate one two three four five blah 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 so he you could write on it he wrote in shock loki variant four three two whatever some random number and he won my costume contest for guys <laughs> like we he an hour before the party started i went with him to party city to go put this costume together That's and funny. he he competed for like best dressed guy or whatever for my you know whatever category it was and yeah. he won i was like bro like you you know he he took the least amount of effort and he just put together whatever he found the, sure. the day of an hour before the party started and won i was like what the flip That's awesome. <laughs> so i don't know party city's been cool um i i don't know what it is about ordering online where i'm just impatient mm -hmm. and i want i want it now so i want to get up and go to the store and grab what i'm looking for um, but nowadays, like when I go to the store, I can't find what I'm looking for. And there it is on Amazon. So if I had just ordered it three days ago, instead of taking three days to find it at a store, it mm -hmm. would have been here by now. You yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. So I'm very much a, I do like walking into stores still. Mm. I think it's good exercise. I'm an old person. Uh, it's just fun to talk Gross. to people. Like I like, uh, cause I used to work, you know, in retail. Um, so I know who to talk to, when to talk to them. Um, but I also like to just the human interaction, you know, like that's also fun. But I agree with that. I'm a lot more uh, subscribed to the drive up method now. Yeah. Uh, specifically, like with Walmart and Target. I think Kroger does it too, where like you just put in your order, drive up, boom, you're done. Like, you talking about curbside pickup? Curbside, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Drive up is, a, is what uh, Target calls it, but yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, and it's just like the most efficient way, I think, nowadays. Because, like, MLM, you're right. You have to wait like a day or two. Um, but, like, if you just really don't feel like shopping, you're in your pajamas, maybe. I don't know. Just like drive over. It's super easy. But I think it is important to still go inside a store to look at everything yourself. Um, Try something on to see if it fits. Maybe it's maybe there's a defect, a defect, yeah. you know, on the shelf. You know, you wouldn't know. So there is advantage to it. Uh, I guess I, I guess I've just never been much into costumes then. I'm sure it's great. Oh, I love costumes. Really? I can, but I'm putting together a costume for the Renaissance Festival, oh, which sure. you know, I'm, I doubt any of our audience is going to be out of this little town we're in. <laughs> but um, Renaissance, bro, like I'm putting together a medieval Mario costume. So what? Wow. It's going to be the same colors of Mario, but it's going to be old time like Renaissance style. Okay. And then I'm going to put the Mario patch on the hat with the feather coming out of it like a medieval time, you know. Anyway, I'm excited about it. I'm putting it together. It's not going to be cheap, but um I'm excited. Sure. Do you have any major plans this year? What do you what are you looking forward to this year? Oh, this year? Yeah, I mean, we're already kind of halfway through the first month, so uh, I'm going to uh my first metal concert at the end of this year. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Wait, have you you've been to concerts before though, right? One. Just one. What what band was that? You're gonna make fun of me hardcore. Is it Newsboys? No, no, no. Okay. No. 
What is it? Will Lamer. <laughs> and that's the end of this episode. Join us next week when I have a new host. No, no, no. Okay, it was um, it was a skillet concert, but like skillet was only one of the bands. Skillet, skillet, yeah. You know, I I only know that. Uh, is that called Monster? That song by Skillet? Yeah. That's the only song I know, by the really? way. Really? Yeah. Oh, so you don't actually listen to them? No. So I, there's nothing to make fun of here. Okay, well... Oh, God, this, was this the... podcast is spiraling no, out no, of control. No, Skillet was the cool one. I'm really excited I'm for... for um, I'm trying to get it done this year. It's getting really hard because I'm still looking for a roommate. So mm-hmm. I was I was going to be able to put a thousand bucks toward it, but now I'm only having to put like four or five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to go out of the country this year. That's okay. my goal. So I got a decent chunk already saved for it. But um, I, I need to get on that passport thing because it could take longer than I think oh, to sure, get it. Yeah. But I want to go to Norway. I really want to see some mountains. Um, you know, I think it would just be fun. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm single. I got nothing going on. Uh, I make I make a decent amount of money. So I'm trying to put it towards something, mm-hmm. build up towards something. If for uh, some reason I don't get the passport thing sorted, which I should. But like my backup plan is to like go to Vegas. Like go somewhere I've never been to. It's really flashy. Like I want to take a good trip. I got nothing going on right now in my life that'll restrict me from doing it. So I was like, why not? Why not travel just a little bit? I used um, to hate traveling. Yeah, I'm more than likely going to Vegas this year. Actually, really, I went last year. It's a work trip, but it's like an annual work trip. So more than likely, I'll be going. Um, and you work for a church, so it's like interesting. How much can you get into in Vegas on a church trip, <laughs> church business trip? Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> We're gonna have to cut this whole section. Out. <laughs> it's not getting to that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, no, I walked I mean, away with more money than I had. Just saying. So, uh, so did you actually get to go gamble and stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's really cool. So, how, I mean, how, you did you did well? You, th- you said. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like better than the other guys. The other guys all lost money. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just the fact well, of you well, winning, you walked out. The interesting thing is, um, again, I say work trip. It was like we were went to conference mm. for like production. I work in production. That's what it was for, gotcha. and it's called uh, NAB. It's every year, um, and they always hold it in Vegas. So we were there, and we had like a. Some of my buddies got us a deal in a hotel. We stayed at the Bellagio. So it's a big fountain, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, going back to like the casinos and such, I thought I had an addictive personality. Like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to get super addicted to do it. I'm never going to stop. I'm going to lose all my money, right? And probably pour into my savings. Turns out, I actually pretty reserved. Like, hmm. I started winning a lot, like really well. Yeah. And then, like, I just walked away. My friends lost, lost like at least two hundred dollars. Well, you know? um, I can see where the addiction comes in, uh, personally. So uh, I go. I used to go pretty frequently to Windstar World Casino and sure. Resort. And my first time at Windstar, uh, I spent like a thousand bucks for the whole thing. The sure. the, the room, uh, the girl I was with, I, I gave her money to gamble with, and I, I won enough to make my money back for the whole trip. Wow! Like I, I yeah. So the first time I went, I won like 900 bucks. But then over time, I started winning like two grand consistently every time I went. Wow. And it was getting so good to the fact that I was like, man, I'm, I'm about to quit my job. Like this, <laughs> what am I doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, lately, I haven't won since then to make that kind of money back. Sure. But um, I could see how it gets addicting. But uh, I think when I was on that winning streak... Um, I was starting to get bored. It started mm-hmm. to actually get like a job where I was spending eight hours at the casino. Sure. I made my two grand and then I was, you know, and then I went home. I was just sitting there bored, like hitting the button over yeah, and yeah, over. Yeah. And ironically, I won it. Did you play slots or did you play a game? No, I only played, um, I think I played slots like once or twice, but I played like the, the horse running game mm. a lot and I played blackjack. Gotcha. Like digital blackjack. You know, table. one of my buddies I went with, he won a hundred bucks. He's like, I'm cashing out. I'm taking that hundred dollars. Like, sure. But at the time I was like, bro, that's chump change. I keep winning two grand. You need to keep playing until you win for real. You know I just I mean? wanted to be the only one who walked away with my friend's group, you know, to say I won something. That's fine. Even if you took that penny, you won a penny. You <laughs> but definitely... to get back to my, uh, again, I thought I had an addictive personality, but apparently, um, yeah. I don't think I do because it was my first time we actually tried cigars, so we got some cigars there. Oh, love cigars. Um, and like, Suck those down. Mm. I was like, oh, crap, here we go. I'm going to try. I'm going to get addicted. And I even, I'm such a dork. Okay, so I'm 24, but I'll still text my mom and be like, hey, mom, just so you know, I have a, I'm going to have a cigar. <laughs> Are you okay with that? Oh, my gosh. I do. I, was such I a... realized you were a dork when, <laughs> whenever we tried to move in together. <laughs> <laughs> try. Oh, boy. Yeah. So... Uh, anyway, I moved out. Okay, eventually I did. Um, yeah. So doesn't help me at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, uh, so anyway, I tried a cigar and I actually liked it. And oh, then I amazing. tried a second one and I was like, that's enough. <laughs> so like a bunch of my, fr- you know, same friends, they have like a usual cigar night where they would just like hang over at my friend's house and play pool and just smoke cigars. I'm the only one who doesn't smoke. Not because like I can't stand it. It's more like I just don't desire to. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with like I don't know, going a little deeper drugs. I yeah. just don't oh, desire yeah. to do I drugs. Mean, Any kind. Sure. Uh, I don't desire to vape. I don't desire to do all that stuff. Yeah. I, I tried just, vaping. I couldn't do it. I even like. I even drink a little bit, but I don't desire to get drunk. Like, <laughs> It's just not I wish a I would say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, and my friend actually brought up that it might be because, well, there's just like certain, I don't know what it's called, certain gene that people have. Like, If they don't get addicted to like stuff like coffee, they're probably not going to get addicted to like things like cigars or, yeah. or whatever. It's just like, I don't know what it is, but like, yeah, I'm not a coffee addict uh, i'm not a soda addict or anything yeah i mean you do take uh care of yourself physically i'd say yeah, but yeah. like my thinking is like um when you did a cigar did you not feel anything from it nothing like that like are you talking about like a, like a minor high yeah you didn't feel anything um not that i remember okay dude like because i get those every time now i, I don't oh, really? i don't I don't inhale them. That's one thing. It actually goes through your cheeks and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And, and it feels phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you didn't have that, then I guess you wouldn't. You wouldn't really know. Um, and like I, again, like I don't. I don't smoke them all the time. Sure. Uh, you know, because I, I don't think I'm addicted, but I do like the way they taste. I like mm-hmm. the way they feel. I do actually. Oddly enough, I like the way they smell. I don't like how it sticks to you for three days, but I do like the way they smell. See that? That's one thing. Uh, I, I'm with you. They smell amazing. I actually mm-hmm. don't even mind the smell of cigarettes, but I understand why people don't sure, like that. But I, 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 I like it too. I like cigarette smelling. But anyway, um, I don't have that problem. It doesn't stick with me longer than the next morning. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, oh, really? I'll, yeah. I've, I've like washed my entire outfit in because I'm just so in. Okay, so again, we're playing in a garage, a yep. pool for like three hours, and everyone's smoking a cigar. Right. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, well, I've gone to cigar lounges too, where that's all that's oh, everyone's. Really? Yeah, and I've gone nothing. to. Um, do you go to like that one by Cabela's? Oh, uh, I've been there. You're talking about World Cigar? Yeah. That yes, one. or maybe it's Cigar International. I forget. But yeah, I've been there. It's Cigar International. Yeah. yeah, we've been there a couple of times. And yeah, I have the worst experience when it's in a garage room. But yeah, mm. oh, let me tell you about that place. This is going to be funny, okay? I have two really... Better be. Our audience really, is counting on this. I have two... <laughs> no, this will be funny. Two really, really um, incredible experiences. Uh, so, first time we went... There was this waitress there, uh, and she's still there. I'm not going to out her or anything. But, like, just kind of, like, you know, a little standoffish, just very quick, and kind of, like... Um, mean? A little mean. Okay. Yeah, you may know who she is. Yeah, I don't. I just okay. I can tell what you're talking about. Um, I've, <laughs> I've dated some mean girls. But she was acting perfectly normal to everyone else, and I bought a drink. And then we with my card, and she was like, give me your card. And I was like, okay. And she took the card, and she put it down her shirt. And I'm... Maybe some people are like, okay with that. I've never been okay with that kind of stuff. It's happened to me before. I'm like, I just, no. I don't. Can you I, watch it, please, before you bring it back to my table? <laughs> please. Yeah. And she comes back and she reaches down and she grabs it again. I'm like, why? Why did you have to do that? Yeah. That was a bad experience all another. But like, second bad experience, there was like a guy there who was like the st- most stereotypical old war vet ever. I don't even know if he was a veteran, but he claimed he was. We were talking about the pandemic, me and my friends, about like how it was in retail because I worked in retail during the pandemic and how like, oh, I really saw like the best and the worst of people. And this guy, it's such a, it's like in a movie, this guy in the far end of the counter or the bar looks over and he's like, the worst of people. You ain't seen the worst of people. Bleep, 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 bleep. Then he walks over, right? And he's like, let me tell you, Sonny. Have you ever seen, it's going to get really dark, have you ever seen a woman die right after giving birth in a battlefield? I'm like, uh, sir, what? What, what? what He's like, we don't about? you effing tell me, you effing whatever, like that you've seen the worst of people. I'm like, can I buy you a drink? <laughs> yeah. uh, what, um, sir, what were, what were you referring to? <laughs> real intention. He says like his wife left him. His son hates him. I can't imagine why she would leave <laughs> such a loving person. He said that he's a lawyer, but also a vet. Um, and a just lawyer like, for what? Like, Did what? he do his own divorce? With the crowd, In a family court? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, don't you effing tell. I thought he was going to punch me or something. Yeah. I'm like just cra- no, such okay. a crazy. Can dude. you remind me? I might have missed this. How did he start talking to you? He heard me say 
that I, he heard me talking about Target. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, when people are going over toilet paper, you know, like I just saw the worst of people. Haha, ha, right? He was like, don't you effing say that you saw the worst of people if you've never I feel seen like I'm me. a good idea talking to you. Like, I'm like, yeah. have you killed someone? Yeah. Um, so yeah, every time I go to that place, there's a f- always fun. Like, I'm talking about the Australian American War. Yeah, good if, you ain't, if you ain't seen a bomb strapped to a kangaroo and he goes a hopping into camp, there's then so, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> there's so many fun characters. My gosh, in that place. So God bless him. God yeah, bless him. no kidding. At the very again, it went on for like ten minutes, and he lo- and eventually you know, he cooled down. He tapped me on the shoulder. He was like, "Sorry, man, I know you were having a conversation. Uh, I didn't want to butt in." I was like, "Goodbye now." I'm like, "My God, you <laughs> had it random." Mm. And this was at Cigar International? Cigar International. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I, I don't have a reason to go there anymore. <laughs> I did go there for cigars and good times. Now I, just don't, now I don't need to go at all. Now, um, just cigars. There's a really good cigar lounge by my house. They don't have the biggest selection. It got better. I, I will say, I walked yeah. in, I was like, hey, they got some good stuff here now, like variety. Um, but they're super cheap, and I, mm. I like it. It's a chill vibe, but... Um, that's good. Yeah, it's like right up the street from my house, so it's like, well, that's where I'll be most of my time now. I almost wish I liked cigars more, just because it's such a fun... It's fun socially. You know? Oh, 100%. Did like, you, do you remember what brand you had? No. It was, yeah, I was going to say, um, I know some really good brands that you should try, which, like, I, I always buy extras anyway, so you could borrow one of mine at some point. Yeah, I would love it if we did a podcast episode somewhere where we could just like light them up and go to town. I'd be I'd be down for that. I don't mind them. I mean, like I mind them, but like not to the point where I wouldn't smoke one ever again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a friend who actually imported a bunch of Cubans. I mean, we need one. See, people talk so much about Cubans. He says that they're overrated. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I was sitting here like, bro, like who cares? You Mm. know? I mean, maybe it's maybe back in the day when cigar rolling was like a skill. Now I don't know if it's a machine now doing it. I don't know. I just know, like, I was like, oh, man, these are Cuban. And mm. other than the novelty of saying they're Cuban, I really can't tell a big sure. difference. Like, there's so many local stuff that I like. You know, I don't have to worry about, oh, my God, was this out of the country? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. oh, I can tell by the way it burns. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I can't tell a difference. So, sure. I don't know. This is about. a joke. Ben Shapiro versus Steven Crowder. <laughs> Oh, are they fighting? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're talking about that Daily Wire thing. Oh, yeah. So, story goes, and this is from my own research. Um, uh, we're not going to lean either way, by the way. We're yeah, I'm gonna, not a political We're just going to cover the story. This is not a political it's, podcast. It's an interesting story, to say the least. Yeah, so Daily Wire tried to hire... Stephen. Stephen Crowder. Back in, like, his name. November, <laughs> I think, of last year. Um, Stephen Carter's like this deal is insultingly low, fifty million dollars. He said it was low, but he also said he brought up that there's a bunch of like penalties in deal essentially. So Stephen Carter is not monetized on YouTube. He has a subscription called Money Club, Mug Club, that Mug a bunch Club. of people subscribe to, and that's how he makes his money. He doesn't make it off YouTube. Daily Wire's contracts say that he has to stay monetized, and if he doesn't stay monetized, then they would penalize him. On YouTube or Daily on, Wire? On YouTube. Okay. Well, I think on the Daily Wire, yes. But if his content... Um, Would get him flagged, he'd have to take stuff out. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. But okay. he already does it anyway, so it was a big deal. Essentially, Stephen Crowder said, hey, there was an offer that was presented to me, and this can't be, this is not acceptable, blah, 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 blah. Well, didn't the, um, didn't the guy who made the offer... Someone in charge of Daily Wire. Didn't he post a video yeah, the very reading next day, the deal? The very next day, he posted an hour-long video going over every single detail yeah. of the deal. And I actually watched most of it. Um, so very, very transparent. And then the next day, Stephen Crowder came out with a recording that he, like a phone recording that he made talking to the same guy who owns Daily Wire, the CEO. Um, he recorded the conversation without him knowing. And they're like really good friends. So it was like a blatant betrayal Mm. it's really weird i kind of see both sides um of the argument but then like because stephen crowder did that he basically betrayed everyone on the daily wire and ben shapiro went after him and Gans owens went after him like probably jordan peterson as well i'm not the biggest stephen crowder fan if i'm being honest with you i've always been kind of 50 50 right and like i mean don't get me wrong he's uh, entertaining but yeah setting politics aside i'm not a big political guy i think both sides of the party piss me off equally mm-hmm. Stephen Crowder being one of them yeah um I mean I, I respect his uh that series he does change my mind sure. I respect it 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's built an interesting channel. He's got he's successful. Yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about success again. <laughs> um, I think he's successful. I mean that's cool, but he's just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I think how he handled the Daily Wire thing. If I'm just going based on what we just discussed, sure, like yeah. I'd, I think he could have handled it so much better. He could have oh, been absolutely. so much more professional. Um, well, it, it, I mean, like again, I summarize it, you know, very briefly. But sure. I think he knew what he was doing. Like I think he's just trying to get. It's weird, but I think he's trying to get some sort of like viewership movement out of this. Like, why else would you betray your friends like that? Yeah. Why would you just commit like open fire on your right. comrades? I mean, hey, like, Daily Wire Plus reached out to us and said we want to buy your podcast. I say you got yourself a deal, Dale. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get political for that type of money. You know what I mean? Like, we'll, we'll talk we'll about you want to talk about Trump. We'll, we'll talk about sure. Trump. We'll sell that. Yeah, you want to talk about Trump? We'll talk about it right now. <laughs> Roe v. Wade overturned. Let, no, let's dive in. You know, I'd, oh, I'd, be, I'd, I'd put on an accent and everything. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, like I just it, I'm not even talking again taking the politics out of it. Yeah, just from a business standpoint. How unprofessional! I agree. To like they to be fair, Daily Wire did out themselves by creating that vo- initial video. Mm-hmm. But then Stephen recorded a private phone conversation yeah. with him, with a again? friend, like the CEO of Daily gotcha. Wire, yeah. with one of his great friends who actually got like. Apparently he helped him get started. Like he helped Stephen get started in the very beginning. Daily Wire is a new thing. It's not. I mean, yeah, I yeah. Think it's a conglomerate. All, a bunch of uh, everyone was working independently. Yeah, ben exactly. Shapiro, uh, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Owens and then yeah they all got brought together and they would help each other out like yeah. um first time that Stephen Crowder got demonetized like Ben Shapiro represented like in court yeah. which is like mm-hmm. really cool but like so anyway yeah he goes after them he attacks yeah. the only response the legitimate response I think Kane's Owens created a video but then Ben Shapiro uh came out with a video and he just like complete counterattacks yeah. like just it's a mess, and it didn't have boom. to be like I don't like what's messes going like on. That. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it when it turns into a big mess like that. It just bugs me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm actually kind of leaning on Daily Wire side. I think Steve Crowder kind of butchered too, yeah. how he presented that. It seemed like a pretty good deal, and it made sense. Yeah. Uh, like a great deal, actually. Fifty million dollars. You got yourself a deal, or whatever, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Then he. It's was more than I'll ever make. He was guaranteed. Unless like... this podcast goes crazy, <laughs> starts booming. A hundred million. Thank yeah. you. No less. <laughs> What's that? You like us talking about I Am Jesus Christ? Well, I'm about to, I'm about to stream that game. <laughs> let's play it. <laughs> gaming channel, let's go. Let us know if you would like a gaming channel. Yeah, if, you, if you'll start paying my bills, I got you. I'll, I'll make whatever you want. We'll go full time. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Goals. Do you ever wish you were big enough to have as much drama as Steven or Daily Wire or any of those people? Drama? No. Yeah, yeah. I hate like, drama. No, to have like, you know, like, <laughs> God, to no. be relevant, you know, like relevant? to be... To be like, oh man, like these people are taking our side, people are taking their side, you know. That might have to be fun, you know. <laughs> Let me tell you about my last breakup. <laughs> I was Whoa. very relevant in that I, I got a lot of I got a lot of friends. Yeah, and I tell you what, when when people had to start taking sides, that sucked. That was horrible. Now luckily eventually I feel like everyone came to my side. But, yeah, look at that publicity. But that little yeah, you talking about publicity, that sucks. Like I, I hate drama like that. I've been um, in it. You know? I am of course joking, but not. But yeah, not so I, let me tell you, it is good. not fun. Like no, I, I, I don't know if that's what Stephen wants. If he's trying to make it, he this big drum. probably won't. Say. And I can't handle that type of stress, dude. <laughs> I can't. I want to, like with this podcast. I hope there's no drama. I hope it's chill. <laughs> you know, forever. I'm okay sure. with this. Well, thank you all for tuning in for another week. Absolutely. This has been the Third Wheel Podcast. I'm so excited for the next week, and the next week, and the next week, and the next week. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, if y'all have anything, please feel free to ask us questions or whatever. I'm down. This is a very chill process, and I think we've covered a lot of good ground today. I learned a lot about myself that I don't ever do a lot of self-reflection. So Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank y'all for joining us. If you felt like the third wheel, then we did our jobs well. We'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>